0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Geeks in the Machine, Supernatural Edition. I'm your host, Adelaide, and today co-hosting, we have Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Adelaide. Hi, listeners. Uh, today, we're discussing Supernatural Season 14, Episode 7, Unhuman Nature. So, first of all, any overall thoughts on the episode?
1: Oh, several thoughts on this episode. Okay. So, the first thought that I had was, oh, well, I don't want to skip too far ahead. Um, I will wait until we get to that part, I guess. But when we have when we get to the hospital scene, I have major thoughts. Um, overall, I'm not surprised. My really my real issue was that they're showing Dean as feeling guilty throughout this episode because he really didn't like Jack. But in reality, I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> like, and I, I don't like that this is a like Dean is all emotional this season. Like he's basically crying in a corner all season, and I'm just not feeling it. And I'm not saying don't have emotions. What I'm saying is, every episode I don't need Dean in touch with his emotions.
0: I kind of get what you're going through, or what you're going for at least. I'm not. I, I. don't know. I was. I was more focused on Nick this episode than anything else. I didn't hate it. I was. I felt like all the stuff with Dean and Jack is very stereotypical, and I was more interested in the subplot.
1: No, like, and the funny thing is, I. Re- this is my thing, and I'm so conflicted. Because this was such a good episode. Like, and I was just like, oh. And I don't know if it's because we're coming off of Doctor Who. And comparatively, this is better writing, acting, and overall goodness. Or Shots if fired. It's...
0: Jeez.
1: <laughs> or if it's just genuinely this episode. But, like, I, I was like, I was feeling the emotion of this episode. But I'm kind of exhausted of going through, like, Dean's guilt and then Dean's sadness, and then Dean's depression. And then, you know what I mean?
0: I absolutely know what you mean because that's what Supernatural does almost every season. And the last season especially had a lot of it. It was a lot of Dean's guilt, a lot of Dean's depression. So I think we're starting it again here. And it's
1: just, like Like, and, and I get that they're supposed to be humanizing, but it's exhausting. Like it, being human is exhausting. I am a human. I am constantly exhausted.
0: We watch this stuff so that we don't have to be reminded of how horrible it is to be human. (laughs) Can you not remind us? Give us other stuff, please.
1: But yeah, that's about it. That's my overall opinion.
0: So I take it, so you liked the episode then? Because I heard the phrase, it was a great episode, somewhere in there.
1: Right. Like, but see, I don't know if I like it because we've been watching so much bad television lately. That this stands out as a diamond among the garbage, or if this is actually good on its own, She's I'm
0: a really so com- sparkly rapper, not a diamond.
1: <laughs> well, comparatively, this is a diamond, or at least it's a cubics of conia shaped diamond. <laughs> like, so I like I'm and I'm trying to reconcile that because I, guys recommend some good shows, please, because <laughs> we have been canceling shows left and right. And, Oh
0: God. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? On the no. note of we're watching Total Trash, apparently.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. So this episode picked right picked up right where the last one left off with Jack's uh, condition, I guess we could call it. We find Castiel using his angel powers. Okay. To diagnose I'm sorry. Him.
1: Can we talk about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interject, okay. but can we talk about like in the opening scene where Jack falls and his hand is conveniently open so you can see the blood?
0: Yeah, that was dumb. So,
1: I was just like, no one falls like that. No, no one. one. And, then, like, and then Dean grabs his hand first and looks at the blood and is like, oh no. Like, w- no one does that. That's not the first thing you do when someone falls.
0: And like, I will, I will give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, he's taking the pulse. Maybe he's grabbing the wrist to take his pulse and then he happens to see the hand. And if they had done that, I would have been okay. But no, they didn't do that. Why would they do that?
1: yeah i would yeah that would have been better but that's my only note on that okay
0: anyway um so we see jack we see castiel diagnosing jack and i thought he was healing him but i guess he was diagnosing him um
1: same i thought the same thing i was yeah. like okay castiel got this like i didn't know castiel was suddenly able to diagnose the illnesses of other angels
0: i didn't know that either and one of the things that really got me was that i i okay i knew he couldn't have been healing him because right off the bat it's like he's
1: he's a higher level angel than you
0: well that and it's like we're two seconds into the episode here we just got past the recap you're not recovered yet there's don't even lie to me i know you're not healing him (laughs) so that's I guess that's where I was like, okay, no, he can't be healing him; he's diagnosing him. Um, so that fails apparently, because Castiel has no idea what he's dealing with. And then Jack falls again and starts seizing and okay. foaming at the mouth. And I, I gotta interject Go
1: again because you like immediately after Castiel walked out, you fall out of the bed. Like you, I hate that Jack keeps getting waited, up. You waited. You waited until he left you to fall. Like, and why did you even fall out of the bed? Were, were you trying to
0: get up to go to him? It doesn't make sense. I will say this entire episode, I liked the subplot. The stuff with Nick was fascinating. The stuff with Jack <laughs> was annoying. And every see, single time he stood up, I was like, no, you get your little angel butt back in that bed. Are you an idiot? What are you doing? See, the problem, and this is where
1: I come in, because I, I like, I'm tired of Dean and his teen angst. But I also appreciate their relationship, and like, it's just. I, uh... Also, what was up with Dean's vision?
0: Oh, oh, I have stuff on that. Do you want to wait, or should we just jump to that now?
1: I mean, it's your podcast. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's jumping fine. All over. Okay, <laughs>
0: we'll we'll wait on that one because I've got that. That's down in the trivia. If you want to like <laughs> scroll through through the notes there. Okay. Um, you're reading ahead, you cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna jump in again. Okay. Um, so yeah, he, they run him to the hospital. His condition is worsening. They do a bunch of scans. Oh, his, his I'm sorry. We're in the hospital. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah, yeah. jump in I was gonna say, hang on. Wait, wait. <laughs> He's in the hospital. And, uh, hospital staff has no idea what's going on. They want to keep him, blah, blah, blah. Okay, go.
1: <sighs> okay, so I hate it when they went into the hospital. Cause one, oh, what's his name? Jack. Jack what? Y'all
0: didn't even give him a last name? I, I agree like, because I you should, okay, my notes somewhere in there, it's like, the uh, yeah, the hospital staff was pretty chill for having a kid that was on the verge of passing out in the urgency of the situation. What is going on at this hospital?
1: Well, to be fair, people have died in hospital waiting rooms. So this was pretty believable for me, if we're being honest. See,
0: I didn't want to my- say that, but I was thinking it at the same time and I was like, I, I almost put in the notes, is this a commentary on the healthcare system or is this just supposed to be here to irritate me?
1: <sighs> and then um, they didn't know his date of birth. Like you didn't come up with a backup story. You, I mean, and sure, we didn't think we'd get to this point, but he's sick. And the moment you decided to take him to the hospital, you knew you would need information. Why didn't they have an ID for him? Why didn't they have anything that would link him at least on paper in front of people because they're not going around checking to verify your IP is real at the hospital.
0: See, one of the things that got me, and this is kind of just on that tangent, um, one of the things that got me in this episode particularly was the difference between Sam and Dean. We see a lot of, it's not like the most obvious character development, but there's a lot of stuff where Dean is like, oh my God, what's his name? What's his last name? And Sam goes, Klein. And then um he goes what's his? he they blank on his birthday and and sam just goes may 18th and later okay, they even so. have the row they even have the rowena thing where he's like we should call Rena and sam's like I already did and to I don't play know, devil's
1: advocate more independent
0: this,
1: now no this feels like a mother and father when their child is sick the father is panicking doesn't know what to do and the mother's like here's a kid's birthday Here's all the information. I already called everyone. <laughs> like that's what I felt like they were trying to set up. So
0: maybe I was just seeing if like, you know, cuz they make the whole big deal about Sam and D De- or Sam being a leader now and I'm starting to see it a little more even though we haven't mm. seen a lot of him in this episode, but he I reject
1: it. I reject it.
0: You can you can live in whatever little world you want and interpret whatever way you want. That's perfectly valid. <laughs>
1: But, also, let's have a conversation about how hospitals are portrayed. Because my grandmother died in a hospital, okay? After a very bad fight, blah, blah, blah. Like, God rest her soul. Everything. But my issue is, I've been in quite a few hospitals. Because my grandmother was very sick at the end. So, the fact that they let you go into the surgery room. Like, I hate that about everything. Every show that does that pisses me off so much do you know how many contaminants you have just by walking into that room
0: so i had um i had this is very mild in comparison um first of all i had the same thought i was like there was no way they they were running alongside him on the stretcher and i was like no you get back in that waiting room that is not where you're allowed to go and then um why are they in the surgery? Why are they in that room? They can't be in that room. And so I had a, um, I had like a biopsy on like a thing on my gum at one point. And this is just my freaking tooth. Okay. This is just my gum. This is hardly anything. And they're like, no, the surgery room is just for you. And just for us, no one else can go back there, even though they had like the door wide open and everything. Are you telling me that an orthodontist surgery room is more uh, that they're in a hospital?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Is that what they're saying to me here? Because, no.
1: Like, I was livid when they walked in there. Like, because everything in me was like, how dare you, Supernatural? As someone who has spent a a large portion of, like, the past four, five years in a hospital, I can tell you this was very wrong, and I hated you, and I hated everything that you represented
0: in this moment. Yeah, I found this really frustrating. Um, This... Again, as I've said, the stuff with Jack, I didn't like. I was bored. I was frustrated. This should have happened like four episodes ago and we should have been done with Same. this already.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Also, and I will say, I like, I, I can't, I, I can't, okay, let me be very clear. I don't agree with the whole Jack being dying or whatever thing. I think that it, this should have happened four, four weeks ago, if we're being honest, but I also liked his character development and I liked Dean's development. But, like I said, I'm so torn because he's crying in a corner this whole episode, this whole season, and it's just... (sighs) See,
0: this is the stage I was at last season (laughs) with him sulking because Cassiel was gone, and I was just like, can you stop for a minute, Dean? Please. This is... Oh my god, there's so much angst with you, Dean. Chill out.
1: Like, And I don't know if this was their attempt at character development for Dean the past few seasons where he's just trying to, like, let his emotions out because he's a strong, stoic person this whole time, and now suddenly everything is pouring out. Which would make sense, I guess. But...
0: Does it? Does it really?
1: I mean, it's just exhausting.
0: I don't know. I feel like this is a pattern that they do every season, and it's getting more apparent that they're relying on this pattern for angst i guess or drama or interest i I don't entirely know what their purpose is here but that's definitely something that i feel like they've relied on a lot and it's one of the reasons i get frustrated with dean but it's not the main reason but it's certainly one of them it's up there you have anything else you want to add to that
1: no i'm done with that you're done with dean (laughs) for the moment for the moment yeah i was
0: gonna say um (laughs) Okay, so Dean suggests they find a second opinion, possibly from Rowena. Sam's already called her because Sam's on top of stuff this episode. Um, oh, you
1: didn't do the them leaving the hospital.
0: I was just gonna the say do- they're running out of the hospital with a. They're taking, taking him out of the hospital, just dragging him out of bed. Like, no, nah, that's fine. This kid doesn't need to right. be bedridden.
1: Like, and the doctor's like, "Oh, you have to. This is not how you
0: do you know." Go ahead.
1: Rage, rage is welcome. To leave a hospital there is so many papers that you have to sign rejecting because people have sued hospitals for letting them leave the liability that hospitals have for letting them leave is ridiculous and how dare you represent a hospital like oh he's just leaving he's just leaving whatever 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 not saying anything and then suddenly they're like he didn't sign anything he has no proof that if he dies the hospital said, yes, he can leave. None
0: of that. And Go here, Adelaide. They tried. Uh, they didn't try. They made a, like an attempt to say, you know, this is not how this would work. And they made the, the nurses say, you have to say this is not a that, you know, you guys have to give us. They made a throwaway line about it. But that's not enough. In this day and age, you need paperwork and you need signatures. And uh, this, I hated this. It was very annoying. Anyway, Rowena, uh, who is fun and was the highlight of this episode for me. Uh, so Sam lied to Arena to get her to the bunker saying that Dean was sick. And uh, originally she didn't want to, so she didn't want to originally uh, help Jack because he's Lucifer's body, or Lucifer's body, Lucifer's son. Um, and eventually she decides, she, he wins her over with some stupid little speech about how he's not his dad, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she provides a magical diagnosis, and it's some stupid thing about the body attacking itself, and that without his grace, um, he cannot hold it together, and his, his being is just too fragile and delicate to survive. Uh, Castiel offers him his grace, but Jack needs something stronger, because Castiel, who knows what kind of ranking angel he is at this point, and he needs an, he needs archangel grace instead. Any thoughts um. on this whole...
1: Okay, Weird I was thing. just, I was just gonna say, um, look, can we do Rowena as a microcosm for a second?
0: Yes, uh, we can talk about Rowena forever. I love Rowena. Go.
1: <laughs> All the time. Be- because I loved how Sam had called Rowena. He was like, this, this is Lucifer's son. And she was like, oh, well, Lucifer's did. I hope his son follows behind him. Thank you for telling me this great news. I'm ready to leave. And I loved
0: her. I love her. She was like, I hate him. I hate Lucifer. He can die too. Bye.
1: (laughs) And Jack was just sitting there silently. No one heard him walk in. The witch who was shell-shocked by Lucifer and the guy who was possessed by Lucifer are just chilling, like, not paying attention. Like, it doesn't... This is my thing, okay? And I hate when TV shows do this because, of course, we, the audience, can't see this. They should have been able to see Jack. Jack shouldn't have been a surprise.
0: See, I get Rowena because he was behind her, but Sam should have mm. at least been like, you know, he's right there. Maybe you should stop talking shit about him.
1: I don't think I don't think that uh, Rowena would have let that slide. Like, I don't think she's at a point in her life anymore after she was killed by Lucifer to allow anything to sneak up on
0: her. I agree, and she's also like a super powerful witch. You'd think at this point she would have at the very least heightened sense of hearing or various other senses to tell her when something magical or something supernatural is within a certain proximity towards her. Mm -hmm. And then
1: Jack is just sitting there like, yeah, my dad kind of sucked. I appreciate you coming out. You helped us a lot in the other world. You were so nice to me, blah, 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 blah. Honestly, I would have been completely fine if Rowena was like, yep, I did help. That was my help. Bye.
0: I love Rowena and her whole thing about, (laughs) When Sam, when Sam was like, you know, it wasn't really Deed. It, it's kind of the son of Lucifer. And she was immediately like, you know what? You know, I'm done, bye, I, I'm not gonna help. I don't see why I need to save him. The, he doesn't deserve to walk this earth, I'm out. And I was so ready for her to just be out and then for and for them to be like, well, now we need a new thing to find. We need a new solution to this. Cause the, the one thing that could have saved him has decided that, nope, she doesn't want any part of this. I freaking love Rowena. She's my favorite.
1: <laughs> um, And as far as her whole Jack is too delicate to live in this world, I, I appreciate the parallel, I guess, between him being this all-powerful, like, I could kill you at the snap of a finger, and now he's basically a... He's basically a helpless infant, which is his, He's basically his age. And I appreciated that parallel, but I don't know if they did that intentionally.
0: You're implying, yeah, I was going to say, you're implying that they knowingly put that in? You're giving <laughs> them way too much credit.
1: But, it, like, did you catch that parallel, or was I just like, mm. Uh
0: I did not, but I was too busy falling over Rowena, so. <laughs> Legit, when she walked out, I was like, she's so tiny and cute, so <laughs> I, I, I can't pay attention to anything else.
1: Uh, is there anything else
0: about this whole thing I want to talk about? Uh, I was about to ask you that, so.
1: Let's see. out offering his grace, which uh, we all knew. Once he, uh, he was like, I'll give him my grace. No. We've seen you whine about not having grace. Like, I don't have time to sit here while you him and her about how you're powerless and Dean is like, oh, we have to get his grace back. He's not Cass. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Hey, I wasn't I just Again, it's so early in the episode that I'm like, well, we know Castiel's grace isn't going to work, so we have to impose some rule and some hindrance for them to search for the cure for this, which I still think should have been done four episodes ago. This could have been a subplot that was going on, although that would have been really irritating as well. But having, like... Well, no, like, the
1: subplot is his girlfriend, so... Uh,
0: ugh. <laughs> no. Just, ugh. Okay, fine. Whatever. Do you have any, anything else you want to add to that? Nope. Okay, so Sam, Castiel, and Rowena search for a solution. Uh, Dean takes Jack out for some fun, which I think is the part you were referring to not enjoying. Um, so he t- he takes him for like a the bucket list sort of thing. He takes him out to have fun. He takes him out to enjoy the world. He's given like the best final days that he can. And he teaches him to drive the Impala. He takes him fishing. And he suggests a club to pick up women. And why? side note, why do we have this obsession with jack sexuality?
1: <sighs> okay. First of all, let's have a conversation about his first time driving where he immediately catches on and doesn't kill anyone. Because, let's and, and as many times as he took his eyes off the road, it was just a convenient thing that no one else was on the road. Like, what kind of road do you have in America where there's no one else on it and that's a major highway road? That's not like a dirt road off to the side.
0: Yeah, that was oddly empty. Even when he's like, "There's no one here," let's let's open her up a little bit. I'm like, um, this is probably a very populated road normally. Please do not exactly. do that. Please, like, this is- <laughs> please pay attention. This kid is prone to passing out, and you have him behind the wheel. Did and he- then he kept looking away. My problem, my major problem, because my
1: first time driving. Okay, um, a pole jumped in front of the car. Okay, I was completely uh-huh. not. Yeah, uh-huh. a pole jumped in front. I was completely fine. I was driving in a straight line. Everything was fine. The pole decided it was going to commit pole side and jump in front of the car. So, my thing was, it was very interesting to me that Jack immediately was able to drive. And, like, completely, like, he only swerved a little bit, didn't leave the thing. And then, that he was like, I can drive. This is. It was like a kid sitting on their father's lap, like, driving, pretending to drive because the reality was he took his eyes off the road for way too long multiple times and if it was anyone else in that road they would have been killed driving is safe and fine
0: i agree i did not almost kill a pole um, i did not know the
1: pole killed
0: itself uh-huh. i
1: did not kill it it decided to jump in front of the car
0: you're gonna hate me for the quote that i just made for this episode <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I did not almost kill a pole. Um, I was, I, I think I learned in a parking lot. And so like there wasn't anybody there. It was like an abandoned little parking lot and there was just nothing there. So like I didn't have that issue. But at the same time, like he picks it up so fast and all he does is slightly swerve in the lane once. Are you telling? No. First of all, that car's super old. Does it even have power steering? Because that's going to be hard to steer. You can't keep that thing going in a straight line.
1: It's fine because he's an angel,
0: of course that's why it's fine. Why wouldn't it be fine? He's part of the Winchester company, of course, that's why it's fine. uh, what did you think of their little fishing trip? And- okay
1: so this this was the moment that my grinch like heart grew three sizes, and I died. <laughs> Because that's what happens when the Grinch's heart that,
0: grows That took a sharp turn.
1: <laughs> that is an awful medical condition, and people die from that. Just so you know. Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> you are a Grinch, jeez. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, like, it was like, this is a really nice moment. I got a little tear. Like, my cat was looking at me like I was crazy, but it was like, this is nice. You know, I feel the father-son bonding. And this is where I really cemented Dean as a father and Sam as a mother. Or at least, those like, you know what I mean, those traditional roles, they, that's where they would be placed.
0: And yet, I, as you're saying that, and calling Dean his father, and, Cass- and Jack's like, you know, I've had a good life and all, and Dean's not ready to let him go because he's his dad. You have Castiel, somewhere else, saying, it's so hard to lose my son.
1: I know, and I was like, I feel so bad. Because they, like, tried to make Castiel like the son. It's Castiel, no disrespect to step-parents, but he's basically the stepfather. Like, he he just walked in when you were 13 and just was like, yeah, I'm here. Let me help you. And it's really funny because it feels like Dean is, like, the biological father who's, like, there in and out of your life, kind of hates you and resents you for taking away his youth. And then suddenly, as you're, like, in an illness, he's like, I have to come through for my child. Like. Did I paint a vivid enough picture?
0: Yes, it was very detailed. <laughs> I actually, uh, taking a hard left on that. I want to say, um, Jack has that line of, "I've lived a good life. I've and I'm sorry, you're a year and a half old, and most of your life has been filled with abuse, supernatural monsters killing you and beating the crap out of you, and then your dad taking your grace and dying in front of you. I, I mean." I don't know if I would classify a year and a half of that life as a good one.
1: See, and this is the thing, okay? <laughs> Again, I was sitting up there like, yes, Jack, you have lived a good life. <laughs> I was like, I was in this moment. I had brought my ticket. I was there. I was like, yes, give this give this emotional moment to me. Even though I just said I was done with emotional moment. But I was like, I was here for this specific moment. Because like I said, Dean really feels like the father of Jack and I and it's weird because Castiel is more or at least they portrayed him as more of a father than Dean, At least initially.
0: Yeah I feel like they, they I agree with you there they definitely tried to make Castiel his father in going way back when Jack was first quote-unquote born we have cast we have him even call, saying where's my father and they freak out thinking he's referencing Lucifer but no he's referencing Castiel and so castiel is supposed to be the father figure but the problem is we never see him with him as an actual father figure like we never see their bonding that goes on which we really should because these two watching some sort of pop culture reference thing would be really funny to me i want to see that Mm. anything else you want to add to those
1: but I also have to agree with you about the whole creepy obsession with Jack's sexuality. One, how do we know that Jack is into women? Two, how do we know that Jack could even have sex? Three, Jack is one. These are things that should be answered further down the line. And what... Cassiel doesn't have a sex drive as an angel? Is that, like, his human half? Like saying I must procreate one?
0: I'm so mad that I now have to write Jack's sexuality as a topic on this thing. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: feel free to dive in, in into the
0: questions I that don't...
1: inquiring minds wanna know.
0: Why don't we have to talk about Jack's sexuality? Why does that have to be a thing, Supernatural? Why do you do this to us? He is it is it supposed to be comedy relief? Because Dean's like straight up offering to take him to some what was it a club? I don't remember. Some CD club to yeah, get yeah. laid. <laughs> he was taking to yeah, exactly. And I was like, please no. Please, please do not show that. I swear to God, Supernatural, if you'd done that, I would have turned the episode off. I was done at that point. I was like, nope, I'm not watching that. I don't care if Dean does it. I don't care if Sam does it. I don't care if Castiel does it. It's a little weird when Castiel does it, but I'll take it. It's fine. But not Jack. Just not Jack. He's like a one-year-old. You have to stop. Not okay with that development.
1: Hmm. Mm. I I mean, I have to agree. I have nothing else to add to that except the level of grossness. Like, And I feel like the problem is the more they keep doing it, the more it normalizes it. And I feel like we're going to get to a point where we're just like, yeah, Jack's having sex. Whatever.
0: Okay, this is gonna sound terrible, but I hope he dies a virgin.
1: Same. Like, if we're being honest.
0: Please. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. Just, he never gets it. I don't care.
1: No, but see, this is the thing. If he does die a virgin, the woman is going to bring him back to life and have sex
0: with him. Nothing stays dead in this season. Nothing stays dead in this show, and I'm scared now, because that is exactly why they would bring him back. It's fine if the, if the woman dies for it. If the woman dies a virgin, no, they don't care. Jack has to be laid first, though. Oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. Anything else you want to add to this horror, absolutely horrific topic? Nope. Okay, good, because I'm running away from this one now. Um, okay, so Castiel follows the lead from Ketch, and I was terrible and didn't find the name of this man. Um, so he's this, he calls himself a shaman. Uh, and the man in question, he's traveled the world, gaining knowledge and skills, and he's part of the uh, the men of letters. They use the, or they, he's not part of it, but they use him when they need some. They need to solve the unsolvable, and he offers Castiel some angel grace that was given to him from by Gabriel when he needed a spell. Was it the invisibility one? Yeah. Uh, he needed to go undetected or something. Uh, and then a uh, part of a spell to help Jack. So, uh, before jumping further in, uh, what did you think of this guy?
1: Um, I didn't care. I mean, I, I feel like we meet a lot of magical creatures and magical beings that, like, he did nothing but to stand out to me. I mean... I, I have nothing else to add I right. I was,
0: <laughs> You sounded like you didn't end on the, the end of the sentence there. I wasn't sure. Um, I don't know. I... I was weirdly put off by him. Like, I was interested at first, and then, like, he started, the way he started talking, I was like, you're like the mystical trickster kind of person. I don't, I don't know if I like you. And I got a little worried. Um, okay, so ultimately, the spell fails and makes Jack sicker. Uh, Castiel calls him back, uh, threatens him, and the shaman reveals that it was an experiment. And yes, sometimes experiments fail. Uh, the last thing that we see in this plot, in this part of the episode, is uh, Romina telling him that the best they can do is be there for Jack while he dies. So wrapping up the Jack is dying plotline. What did you think of this?
1: Cool. I mean, at least this wraps up one loose end. Like it's exhausting that like, like every season someone is dying. Sam, Dean, Castiel, Lucifer, uh, Gabriel. Ugh.
0: I agree. And it's, it doesn't feel like it's a real threat anymore. Like at this point, I almost want him to die as long as he stays dead, because it's, it's not real anymore. Even, this is going to be a terrible comparison, but they brought back Charlie. They brought back Bobby. They're not, I mean, they're not the same characters, but in a way the characters are back. And... It just it makes it seem even less finite than it has been in all of the other episodes and all of the other seasons to the point where like oh jack is going to die no he's not don't tell me that don't pretend that he's going to die i i don't believe you that he's going to die and i personally don't care that it's dramatic and emotional because he's not going to die and if he does die he's going to come back 20 episodes later so i don't care
1: yeah same it was just mm, i wish that like it, it had higher stakes It's very much like a Marvel movie where everyone dies and you're like, okay, who cares? Next.
0: Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add on that part? No. All right. So the other subplot, the, the subplot that was going on was way more interesting and it followed Nick, who we haven't seen for weeks now. And I'm glad he's back because he's fun. Uh, so, Nick continues his quest to find who killed his family. Uh, last we saw, he had bashed his neighbor's skull in with a hammer uh, after the man, his only witness, uh, changed his story. And now we see, in this episode, we see him sitting before a priest, uh, appearing to confess his sins to him. Uh, as the camera pans out, we see that Nick has killed the priest, nailed him to the wall, slit his throat, and he's in the middle of confessing to the corpse that he didn't want to do it, but God, it just feels so good that he can't help it. And he can't, and really, as he says, you can't fight the devil. Um. So he leaves, saying that perhaps he, he'll take the priest's advice and he'll give prayer a try. Okay. This was a great opening for me and I found it very interesting and very fun and very true to what's going on with this character. And I was hooked. So, what do you think
1: of So, it? we're not going to talk about the other people that he killed along the way?
0: No, this is way more interesting.
1: Okay. Cause, <laughs> cause, and then the woman that he was going to kill in the alley. We're
0: getting there, don't worry. Like, this one was first. We're going to get to, the, to like, everybody.
1: Okay. Because you seem really excited about this. About his murderous intent that we called several episodes ago. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) It was right. Like, we saw that coming a mile away. It
1: was there. Like, they didn't even- There wasn't even a red herring. They were like, this is the thing that I want you to see. Notice me. Notice me. Notice me. Okay. I saw it. Thank you. No! Did you really see it? Are you really looking? Did you take a great look? I saw it. Thank you. No! Look!
0: Look! I mean, like, I felt like in this, like, I knew, I knew it's very obviously something connected to Lucifer and his, I hate to use the phrase connection to Lucifer, because I just said connected, but you know, whatever. Um, I felt like it was very obvious and that it was that, but I also feel like he believed, at least part of him believed, that once he found the the killer, he was going to be done. And that that was a huge drive there was a huge drive for him. And it, at the very least, it provided him some excuse and got rid of the guilt for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that priest was I,
1: a I'll give you that. And I think that it's very interesting that he... He even said, I believe that once I finish this, I can move on. And I was like, mm, but you're a murderer. Also, side note... How about the fact that he isn't wearing gloves? He's leaving these locations with, with his prints. And Thank every. You. Like, That's I was exactly wondering I was why no one picked him up.
0: I was thinking that exact same thing because every. It's not like these are subtle. It's not like he's disposing of the body and attempting to hide it. He left the priest in his office on display. Are you telling me no one's going to notice that? No one's going to call the police?
1: Or the other guy who he beat with a hammer. Like, yeah. They're connected to you. These people are connected to your family's murder.
0: It's yeah, he's very obvious in his, in his tracks here. Like they're easy to follow. You've got the guy who was the witness and that he kills the witness and then he goes and finds the priest that the guy, that the witness confessed to, and he kills him and then moves on. And it's just like, you know, you're leaving a very obvious trail that even the worst cop in the world could follow. And you're not using apparently not gloves.
1: because he said the other one was weeks ago. So apparently, even the worst, even the best cop couldn't catch him.
0: Okay, so cops and supernaturals suck. Noted.
1: Well, we kind of knew that since Sam and <laughs> Dean were on the run and not really running for years before they were finally caught.
0: I mean, I guess they're just really bad. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to them there? before I move on to the crime reporter thing. Nope. Okay, so he meets with the crime reporter, Diane. Uh, She gives him a lead on a former cop named Frank, who was, and reveals that the witness who changed the story uh, mentions that he saw a cop, that he thought he saw a cop come out of the bill, come out of um, Nick's house after killing his family. And when he went to tell the officers, he got threatened by the rest of them. Uh, So she gives him the name of the cop who was working that night. And he's now working somewhere else as a uh, as a personal security, I believe it was. Um, so then we have a weird scene after getting this information where Nick he before he leaves to go find said cop, uh, there's a woman in the alley who's taking a phone call after outside of a club. And he very obviously wants to kill her. He's out there looking for the, for a victim and he's got his knife. He's ready, but part of him really doesn't want to. And he's, he's holding himself back. And after she's nice you to see, him, mm. he's, he scares, he, he sends her away. So I don't know what was going on I don't know if
1: part of him didn't want to. I think part of him knew that this was wrong versus didn't want to. I feel like every part of him wanted to do this, but. There was a morality inside of him and a guilt. This is the thing. And this is what I will say. Guilt is for a reason. Okay? You feel guilty for a reason. And that helps govern you to do better next time or be better in a different situation. In general. Okay? It's interesting. I think that's what stopped him. The guilt of like, all of the other people that he murdered and possibly adding another body to that. See, I, I don't agree.
0: Think- kind of. I feel like, you know, he really wants to, but I guess, when I, I guess you're right that it's not that he didn't want to, but part of him was like, I should not do it. Um. But to me, it feels like he enjoys it so much that ultimately the guilt and the regret following it is just like, it. it doesn't it shouldn't impact him as much as it appears to here. Well, no.
1: He's basically a drug addict. He enjoys the high, and then once he comes down, he's left with the guilt, the regret, the sadness. So he has to chase the next high. Because as long as he stays high, it doesn't matter.
0: This is getting into some interesting... (laughs) Like, no, no, not in a bad way. In In like a... Is this how the... The murderer's mind works is this how the sociopathic mind works because this is not necessarily like guilt was not supposed like looking into the mind of many many other murderers guilt is not often a factor so he's getting the high but he's also getting the negative side effects mm-hmm. so i i don't know i just find it interesting that this is how we're looking at it um, <laughs> you want to add more to that nope okay um, so Nick finds Frank, uh, he ties him up in his house, and he learns that, learns by torturing the information out of Frank, um, that Frank was possessed, uh, by a man named Abraxas, and the murder wasn't his fault. Uh, he kills him anyway, because he enjoys killing, and he, um, and still looking at the mm. hand, what? He, he
1: had to kill him anyway. If well, really, yeah, yeah, I like, was, <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, cause, you know, he saw the... He saw his face. He saw his face. He knows who he, knows who he, he is.
1: is. Like...
0: <laughs> He was going to die either way. Yeah, like we knew that was coming. And um, he also, he has this line where he says, um, you know, those are the hands that murdered my family. I can't, I can't let them go. And it's like, dude, you're just using an excuse at this point. You just want to kill him and you have to kill him. So we get it. Just don't pretend to have the moral high ground here. Um, And so this scene, at least for me, this was very unlike normal supernatural violence. This was human brutality at its finest instead of demonic or angelic which is a weird combination to have there um and to me it was like this was more potent than the violence that we normally see when we have dean and sam fighting we have we have like humanity we have humanity versus evil we have humanity versus some kind of like almost like a monster force and um Instead, this was very humanity versus humanity. This was the dark side of humanity versus another form of it. And it was just, it was almost more visceral for me when this scene went on. Was I the only, is this just me?
1: Also, side note, now that you mentioned Sam and Dean, why weren't they looking into him? Why weren't they following Nick?
0: This is a good question because where the hell is Nick? Shouldn't we wonder where the vessel for Lucifer went? Why is he wandering around on his own?
1: I I don't know, and I was wondering the same thing. It was weird to me.
0: Nothing on the the thing with the the way uh, Nick I almost called him Sam. The way Nick killed him there. Nothing, nothing. Just me.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, do you want my opinion? Like, I don't know what opinion you want. Do you want Christian Jasmine to come on and be like,
0: "Oh, he killed the priest." That's horrible. No, I don't mean the priest. I mean the cop. Like,
1: I didn't care. Like, right, okay, well, okay, so let me go back, since since I, I have to now comment on the murder. <laughs> so, as far as the priest, where he, like, had him nailed up, I was like, okay, I I don't care. I, I he, he was a murderer, so this was just, like, this would be the equivalent of, um, Amar, like, killing people to get God's attention. Like, this was his, like, step out towards Lucifer. So, it was like,
0: eh. See, for I, this I don't one, know if they
1: intended to do it that way, but that was the way I saw it.
0: See, for the, for the murder of the priest, I didn't see it as much that way. I saw it more as like... For the priest, I saw it very much as like, Lucifer is still in there. But this one felt more like it was Nick. It was Nick acting. It was Nick's obvious conscious choice. And as much as he wants to yes. deny it it like that's, definitely that's the him. difference for me that that that's why that one drove that one home for me and i also want to applaud the the actor for that the because actor because he
1: did great oh, from did lucifer so well. to nick and this murderous intent i i applaud him immensely
0: yeah i gotta say i, I think he's was one of the best expect- actors in definitely. this entire series
1: definitely without question
0: yeah he's really good um, do you have anything else you want to add on that? Um,
1: as far as the murder of the police officer, I I, th- I thought he was going to go after Abraxas and go full-on demon hunter. That's what I expected. Like, he was, like, Lucifer was going to come out and kill Abraxas and then he'd be, like, fine. I mean, but
0: maybe he will. We haven't seen the end of this part yet, so.
1: Mm, true. But it was very interesting to me that, um, he was there, he was like, This is you have to die. And I was like, Yeah, definitely. He had to die. I was there for it.
0: Um, so after the murder, uh Nick gets on his knees and like what the priest has suggested, he decides to pray. And he prays to Lucifer. Uh he says that he promised himself that after he found the man that murdered his family, the darkness would stop. Uh, But he finds that he truly enjoys killing, and he misses Lucifer. He misses the freedom from the consequences. He misses the freedom from guilt. um, And he wants him to come back to him. And as he prays, we see this uh, skeleton rising out of darkness. I don't know if it's darkness or tar or whatever it's supposed to be there. Um, And by the end of the prayer, Lucifer's glowing red eyes appear in the skeleton. And thus, we can assume Lucifer is back and no longer dead, at least in some way, shape, or form. What are your thoughts on that? We saw
1: the darkness before, and I think that you missed it.
0: Did we? Because, I I mean, I know it was darkness, but to me that looked more like, that looked more fluid and liquid-like than- No,
1: from when Castiel woke up.
0: Oh, that's the empty, of course. Yeah. Okay, yes.
1: (laughs) So, we saw it before, because he said that's where all angels and demons and other things that don't have humanity go. Because they can't be with humans. And they just go to sleep. Forever. And apparently, Nick's plea to Lucifer was enough to wake him up. But it was similar to Castiel. Because I think Dean was crying for Castiel. I think so, but
0: I also think it implied that Jack was part of that, too.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, Lucifer is an archangel, so maybe that's the thing.
0: See, i mean i agree and i have down in like the random thoughts section which i guess we can just jump to anyway um i mentioned that i kind of liked this and i interpreted it a little bit more figuratively in that you have a lot of things that suggest if enough people believe in them that being is still around and i almost like that that's how this looks when you're looking at lucifer that the prayer from I guess, for lack of a better word, a very extreme sinner from the vessel of Lucifer from someone that has been bonded with him for several years now. Um, that That's how that looked to me. And I, I called him basically an evil hellbound Tinkerbell, but that's kind of how it turned out. And I kind of like that it en- enough evilness and enough sin from his former vessel is what brings him back. Does that make sense? Am I am I mean, I Yeah, it makes here?
1: sense, but... The question is, is that what happened, or is it, like, like just a general prayer from, as you said, someone who was bonded to him? Not necessarily someone who was innately evil, but who had such a close tie, tie to him, like Sam had to um, Cassiel, Or, like, even Jack. Even Jack, who gave Cassiel the vision.
0: I honestly don't think Supernatural would make it that deep. So I probably <laughs> it's probably your version, but I happen to like my version a lot anyway. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add there? Nope. Did you say no cuz I think you cut out?
1: Yes, I said no. Okay,
0: because I heard nothing. <laughs> so um all right, so I think the only thing then that we need to bring up is the um, the notes down at the bottom, the trivia stuff. So in this episode, you mentioned something about the, the visions and the, the weirdness from Dean. Uh, in an interview, we had Brad, I think Buckner confirmed that that's something Michael related and that uh, Michael is still out there working on his plans. And the big question quote is, does he need Dean permission, Dean's permission to take over his body again? And then Jensen Ackles built on that saying that Dean's time with Michael and as much that is from Dean's time with Michael and then as much as Dean would like to prevent that or pretend that nothing is wrong uh something is very obviously wrong and it's going to continue to fester and eventually it will quote rear its nasty head uh so what did you knowing that now how does that impact that scene
1: okay because initially I thought he was going blind and that's why he was relating to Jack so much (laughs) completely forgot about michael it's been so long oh my god because i
0: swear i swear i was like oh hey michael's back because they said archangel grace and i'm like oh michael's freaking out because they're gonna take his grace and that was my first thought
1: i was like dean's going blind i wonder how that's gonna oh
0: i have another opportunity for a quote now
1: But knowing that, I'm fine with it. I'm like, okay, bring on Michael. Can we get a truly evil Michael this time and not, like, two episodes of him killing randoms? Like, I want to see him take down the fortress. I want to see him lay rubble. Like, we bigged up Michael. And now he's just, like, laying in a corner somewhere eating grapes.
0: So I think, um, I agree. I want to see, I want to see evil Michael. But also, the thing that gets me with this is that, like, (laughs) um... The entire time I've been sitting here thinking, Michael's totally still dormant, in Dean just waiting and biting his time. But no, this basically confirmed that no, he's actually out. He'll come back, but he's out. And so I don't know. That's that's weird to me that he's somewhere else, just floating in the essence of the world somewhere.
1: Yeah, and what is he doing? Like that's the thing, because he doesn't have a vessel. So did he? Because we already established that angels were circling the earth for looking for vessels. So, Does like, he how did have he. One? Right. Like, how did he get a, another vessel? Because, again, angels for seasons have been circling the earth after they fell from heaven, and then there was a bunch of them who died, and they were killing each other in the Civil War. So, you're telling me all of the angels who were circling found vessels, and Lucifer got a spare? Like, it's not even like. That, it's not even that many vessels unless every person was a child. It, like, are you an infant, like walking around now? Like, what are we doing?
0: Oh, that can you imagine it, possessing an infant? That's the one vessel that you have, and it's like, okay, at which point it, is this just my consciousness now? And and now you're trapped in an infant's body, unable to talk and do anything. Or you can <laughs> be like the really creepy girl back a couple seasons ago. Was it Lilith? The mm-hmm. really creepy Lilith. Ugh, that was terrible. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, anything else? Anything else you want to add to this episode? Nope. Okay, then I think that's it. So that's all for this episode of Geeks in the Machine. I'm your host, Adelaide, and with your co-host, Jasmine. You can follow us at Real OP Tweets, me at OP underscore Addy, Jasmine at OPJasmine. Um, follow the website at overpoweredentertainment.com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Discord, which is hopefully linked below. I am missing some, so I'm gonna give the rest to Jasmine because I can remember everything. That
1: was the only one you missed.
0: I can't believe I missed Instagram. Okay, <laughs> fine.
1: Uh, real op grams. Is okay, the
0: well, real op grams. Then, bye, bye.